Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, fellow Clashers and gamers. Welcome back to another episode of Clashing in Traffic. My name is Catfish, and I want to welcome you guys to the telecommuting edition of Clashing in Traffic. As you can probably tell by the difference in audio quality, there's something different going on this week. I mentioned it in Discord that right after the last episode that I recorded about two weeks ago, I got a phone call saying that my daughter woke up with a fever and not feeling well. We had her tested, and it turned out that she tested positive for COVID-19. We had some friends who had just that day also come down with a bug and had gotten tested, and they had tested positive. We had, or my daughter had just recently had some close contact with them, and she ended up picking it up. Now, everything's okay. She was sick for about 48 hours. She was in bed with just a what felt like a massive migraine, some body aches, and a low-grade fever. It knocked her out, right? She was tired, and that was really her biggest complaint. The problem was, right about the time that she got home on Monday night, when she got home from work, um, and she was just feeling drained from work, she didn't really have any real symptoms on Monday. Uh, my son had just come home from college for his Thanksgiving break. So uh, he hears that she's not feeling well on Tuesday morning, and he immediately heads back to his apartment. Uh, he was alone in his apartment because the rest of his roommates and everybody else at school had gone home for Thanksgiving. So he was hoping that by isolating himself that he would, you know, end up not catching it. Well, I guess that short amount of time that he was actually in the same house as my daughter, he ended up testing positive for COVID a day or two later. Same kind of thing as my daughter. He was sick and in bed, had a low-grade fever for about two days, uh, just felt worn out really was the, their biggest complaint. And then he got to feeling all better. Well, I... When I took my daughter to get her COVID test, I took one because I figured, well, we live in the same house. There's really no avoiding it. And that test came back negative. Cool. Okay. It's going to take a little bit longer for me to catch it. So I went again and got tested a few days later because I started to come down with a couple little symptoms. Nothing major. I never got a fever. I was just really tired and it really felt like I had a massive migraine and a little bit of congestion. I got tested again and it came back negative. So every test that I have taken has come back negative. I have not tested positive for COVID. I did feel sick for about two days. Spent a couple days in bed, not feeling well, but not sure what it was. Know that the tests have all come back negative. Well, the thing is that because I had been exposed to a positive test and it was in my house and I work for the U.S. federal government, there are rules in place that said that I was not allowed to come back into the office for two weeks. So I'm not allowed to go back into the office until after tomorrow. So after Wednesday is my the end date for my ROM, as they call it, the restriction of movement. So I have spent the last two weeks just working from home, wasn't driving like I normally do for recording a, an episode of Clashing in Traffic. So I can't sit here and tell you to hop in and buckle up because I'm sitting at my desk and I'm recording this over my lunch break so that I can at least get something out and have a little bit of a chat with you guys. Uh, the, the wifey is off at work. She is back to work. She never tested positive either. My daughter is back to work because she has gone through all of her uh, her company's restrictions and whatnot and my son is all back to feeling better has gotten all their negative tests and he's back to school uh, and 
everybody's doing well. We're all we're all feeling great. Uh, just the normal, you know, sniffles and, and sneezes that you get when the weather changes. Because the weather in my area has been getting warm and then getting cold and then getting warm and getting cold. So we've got a little bit of fall allergies and just the change in weather kind of sniffles. So thank you to everybody who reached out and said that they were praying for us and hoping that we would get feeling better soon. We certainly are. Uh, everybody seems to be healthy, and we're glad that we had a very very minor case in our house of something that it is serious you know we've we've talked months ago on this podcast about how my father and stepmother were were hospitalized and it took a long time for them to recover my my stepmother is still you know gets winded when she's out walking around and she's feeling a lot better but still can can feel some of the lingering results of having this disease that that had her intubated for a while and had her in the hospital for about two weeks so i know that it is a serious thing and we are very very thankful that we had just a minor case of it and to everybody else who's out there i know that i've seen a lot of folks in the discord servers over the last two weeks that everybody's come down with a little bit of the crud some of it's been covid some of it hasn't uh, and i know that we've got guys that are in in koz right now that, that aren't feeling well and recovering so i hope that you guys all get feeling better we'll certainly be praying for everybody on in those regards now, some other, I mean, I hate to start this off with just sad news, but there's going to be even more things in flux and moving around. I'm not as active in the clan at the moment because we're having to plan some things. I get a, a little reprieve from that at the moment, and I'm taking that to talk to you guys and just get my mind off of all of the, the real world things that are going on with us. Sunday night, we received a phone call about 7 p.m. for us. Uh, my mother-in-law called my wife's cell phone, which she never calls my wife's cell phone. She always calls the house phone, so we knew something was up. And she was calling to tell us that my father-in-law passed away just completely unexpectedly. Sunday morning, they went to church. Everybody was feeling fine. They were having lunch with my father-in-law's sister-in-law so earlier this year we lost one of my my wife's uncles uh, so my my father-in-law's brother he had passed away and they have been spending time with his widow uh, and, and working with her and and helping her through her grieving process and just trying to maintain and be good friends to that to her and they had her over for lunch and my father-in-law started not feeling well. He's been a diabetic all of his life and has had to deal with those things that come with being a diabetic. But over the last several months, his blood sugars have been more and more difficult to control. While he's been able to do that constantly uh, for all of his life, just there's been huge spikes of either highs or what's really been getting him is severely low blood sugar. So they, they've seen that, and it's something that they've been dealing with over the last few months. They saw the symptoms coming on, so my mother-in-law and my aunt went into the kitchen to fixing something to eat, and he was working on getting his meds in that usually help recover from these crashes with his blood sugar, and they they heard a crash. He collapsed, and when they got him to the hospital they were able to revive him for a short period of time but they found some other heart issues that we were not even aware that existed and he he did not make it he, he didn't it didn't seem like he suffered he never regained consciousness they got him back to breathing and got his heart beating but he never regained consciousness and it just came as a complete shock to us uh, he's yes we know that he's been dealing with some of these issues with with 
diabetes, but they've never been life-threatening at this point. So this, whatever this underlying heart condition was that just popped up out of nowhere in conjunction with the low blood sugar is, is what, what did him in. So we're, we're working with my, my mother-in-law and the rest of the family. They're all up in Ohio or down in Virginia, of course. And we're, we're trying to help get these plans made and trying to stay a little bit busy to kind of distract ourselves from, from what's going on. Now, my father-in-law was a, (laughs) he's a, a lover of, of Jesus and we know that he is in a, in a much better place, not dealing with any of these diabetic symptoms any longer. He's not having to worry about that. So in, in one regard, the not having to suffer through these things anymore is, you know, we see it as an act of mercy. But at the same time, we are going to miss him like crazy. Uh, I don't think it's really set in for us. It's still very fresh and very new. We don't even have the date for the funeral set yet. Uh, my mother-in-law is, is working on that today with... Uh, my, my father-in-law's sister, and we'll, we'll know more later. So next week, I will likely not be recording again because I will either be traveling or I will be at the funeral. I don't know, but it'll be at least another two weeks before I get to sit down and talk with you guys again. It doesn't mean I won't be chatting with you guys on Discord, but I just won't have nearly as much time as we're, we're working on, on making these arrangements. Now, the timing of all of this the timing is just so odd. Uh, my son and I, months ago, we purchased tickets to go see the Cleveland Browns as they host the Baltimore Ravens this coming Sunday. And we were going to be driving up, and actually part of our, our time up there, we were hoping to stop and visit with my in-laws so that my son could see his grandparents, we could get a little visit, stay with them. Uh, the couple days before or after the game, go see the game, and then and then head back down to Virginia. So, like, I've already got time off of work scheduled for all of this. My son already has time off of work scheduled for all of this, and we were already planning to be there. So that's just, I don't know, guys. It's, it's just interesting the way that the timing on that worked out. Uh, and I do appreciate those who have reached out. I, I made a little announcement in, in Discord, and uh, several, several of you guys have reached out to us. The, the KOZ family's been awesome about that and even the, the guys over in the clash on the potty discord server so thank you for that yes we are we're grieving in one sense because it's a it's a loss for us but we know that we know where he is now and that's we've got to take some solace in in knowing that um and and that's you know not everybody maybe not everybody believes the same way that we do but we have to take faith in knowing that he believed in his Lord and Savior and is now in glory with him. And we can't wait to be able to see him again. And we know that that, that will happen. So, yes, uh, I will be traveling this later this week. We, again, we don't know exactly the dates and the times, but that, that is what's going on in my real life. Uh, so we've got recovering from COVID. We have the loss of my father-in-law and planning all of that. And then I found out we my son's best friend, is going to the game with us and as we were reaching out to them to to let them know that our plans could be up in the air because my son's best friend and his father were going to be driving up with us uh, we found out that the the other dad that's going to be driving with us his sister passed away this weekend too so we've got two families that are all supposed to be heading to ohio we all live in virginia now the family members who are impacted are all in ohio and it's 
it's just such an odd coincidence to not be something that, that was orchestrated. Uh, so we, we, you know, we're still going to have some fun in, in rejoicing together in things uh, while we also mourn the loss of our loved ones. So enough about, enough about sad things going on in life. Let's get back to this game that we love. And that game being Clash of Clans. Uh, what's going on this week? We have Clan War League Supercell CWL going on right now. I think we are in day four. Uh, we usually spin at the last minute. There's the two-day window where you have to register for CWL, and we tend to wait until the end. I uh, feel like if you go early, you get matched up with a lot more of the tryhards. We also, you know, let Take a, we took a little bit of a break for some war for a little bit to give folks a little bit of time off, and we spun late. So we are in, uh, we just finished day three last night, so we're halfway through day four. All of the knights, our Town Hall 14s in the family, we have 21 of us who are over in Jericho Rising. Jericho Rising is in Master 1, and we have been the last few months, we've been doing our war in Gideon's Keep, right? We're trying to get that clan leveled up so that we can use it for some future things, whether it be a, a league clan or an event clan, we're still working on that, but we decided to take a break from Gideon's Keep, and we wanted to do a little bit of practice, right? We've been doing the, the, the 50v50 wars and then the 30v30 CWLs over there with all of our Town Hall 14s and a few of our 13s, and now we decided we needed to get back, do a little bit of practice before we jumped back into Knights of Zion, who is in champion two so we took our 21 top guys over to jericho rising and we're doing a little bit of a practice war like i said jr is in master one so we're planning to get that promoted back up in 15v15 up to champs three and get a little bit of practice we're going to do a little bit of evaluating we've had some people some people leave we've had some new people show up we want to make sure that we know where everybody is so that we know which guys are going to be ready for the champs two roster that hopefully we'll get to in January, the beginning of the year, uh, I think we're going to hit hard with KOZ. We're going to try to push as hard as we can. Don't know how long it'll take us or if we will make it up to Champs 1, but that's the goal. That's the goal is we want to be, we're not a pro team, right? We're, we're not we're not the, the uber tryhards, but we still want to do the best we can. So that's at some point during next year, 2022, our goal is going to be to push that clan into Champs 1 at some point. How long will we stay there? No clue. Will we qualify for any of next year's qualifiers? I don't know. That that's you know that's remains to be seen. The goal is just to get there, just to say that we got there, just so we know that we could do it. So we're on this 21-man rotation in Jericho Rising, meaning everybody. We got 21 people. We all get five days on and two days off. And that's, uh, that's kind of the best way for us to evaluate who is doing what and also make sure as many people get as many CWL medals as possible to, to help us uh, as we try to max out these bases. We've got a lot of guys who have already reached max, and we know that there's an update coming, so we want to get all of those medals to where they need to be before the update hits. Everyone else, including some of the Town Hall 14s that didn't make it onto the 21-man roster, are all in Eden's Edge. Eden's Edge has been in Crystal 1, oh, for a while now, right? And I don't know how the last two months they have been able to compete at the level that they did because Crystal 1, without any Town Hall 14s and with only a couple Town Hall 13s, we should not be able to compete. We've got a ton of Town Hall 11s. And we've been doing a 30v30 roster there with a ton of 11s at the bottom. And somehow, while we haven't won, that wasn't the goal. 
in, in Eden's Edge because we did not think that with that roster that we should promote out of Crystal 1. They've still been able to remain in the middle of the pack and remain in Crystal 1. This month, we've got a few Town Hall 14s that are over there. And it's a good thing because had we not had those Town Hall 14s, the first few days would have been a complete and utter mismatch. We did well, and we're, we're, I think we're right on track to maintain within Eden's Edge. However, as I sit here and talk to you guys, uh, it is now, let's see, 12.06 p.m. Eastern, what is it, Standard Time now, right? Yeah, it's Eastern Standard Time. Uh, there is an issue with Supercell ID and I can't actually log into my Town Hall 11 that is in Eden's Edge to check on the progress of what's going on. I just saw, I submitted a report over to, to Supercell. I was checking out the Clash of Clans Reddit and noticed there were several other people that when I go to sw the Switch Accounts tab, not the tab, you know, you go to settings and hit the little arrows at the top, right, so that you can switch accounts, I get nothing. My Supercell ID, uh, what should show me all that list of Supercell IDs, just kind of has the little three dancing icons like it's the loading screen. So I can't swap accounts. And Clash of Clans just tweeted while I'm recording this. What did they say? They say that, Hi, Chief. Supercell ID is experiencing some issues at the moment due to technical reasons beyond our control and features like account switching, friends list, etc. are down. We're monitoring the situation. Thanks for all your reports. Sorry for the inconvenience. Well, for those of us with multiple accounts that are in multiple clans doing CWL, yeah, this is a this is a massive inconvenience for some of us. If you had a war timer that was about to expire right now, that would be absolutely terrible. So hopefully they will figure something out. I don't know if they're going to be able to pause the timers on the wars or not, but Supercell... I know you're not going to hear this by the time we get this resolved because this is, you know, a live recording and you guys are already working on it in the background. Hopefully something will come of this to where we can uh, make sure that people were not completely screwed out of war hits because of this issue with Supercell ID. Now, this kind of brings up a little bit of something else that's going on. Uh, I've seen several bug reports oh, over the last week or so where folks were having trouble getting Clash of Clans to load and had to, to reinstall the game on their devices. And if it was just one, I would think, okay, it's maybe a corrupt file on the phone or on the tablet, but it was multiple f people reporting the same thing at the same time. So there's some bugs that have creeped in to the code, maybe. Don't know what that's all about. Don't, I, don't, I don't get to see behind the curtain and into all of the technical details that go on within the app. So this is, again, just some conjecture. But we know that this should be the end of this current version that's available because we should be expecting an update soon. Now, did anybody pay attention to this oh, Clash Mania event that was going on, the whole 99% reduction for, for cost of training troops? Did anybody see that it actually got extended by a week? Now, the conjecture in the community is that perhaps the update was going to be hitting right about the time that that Clash Mania event ended. And then the Clash Mania event got extended by a week. So now we're expecting that, well, maybe the update got delayed by a week. And that's why they extended that event. Now, that event was awesome, but it also hurt me. Now, I've had my, my Town Hall 14 that's been down in Bronze League forever, right? I'd been chasing that achievement, the unbreakable achievement. I, I didn't make it, guys. I didn't make it. I didn't get there. And I got to looking at the calendar and thought, there is no way I'm going to get this achievement completed by the time the next update hits. And I want to be back to Legend League before that update hits so that I can have 
max loot. So I had not been farming loot down in bronze because there wasn't much loot. And the only thing I was really doing was dropping trophies and doing maybe a couple wins a day just so that I could keep, you know, completing the, the monthly challenges and whatnot. So I wasn't farming very much loot. So my season bank was pretty empty. And then I got to thinking, I was like, well, I need to push my way back up to Legend League, and I can, while I'm doing that, I'll be getting some, some loot that I can put into that season bank so that I'll have that massive season bank sitting there when the update hits. Well, my storages were full, but the season bank was empty. So that means the only thing I can do is train expensive troops and then the only loot that I can actually gain during the raids is the amount that I have spent on those troops, right? So that's, you know, I got the season bank for the Dark Elixir filled up because I don't think I had full Dark Elixir yet. But my gold and my elixir in the season bank were oh, sitting at about, I don't know, maybe 33% full. Okay, well then let's go with elixir heavy armies so that I can drain out a bunch of elixir. And then when I go in and do a raid, I'm not collecting anything from the collectors. I'm not, you know, I'm not collecting that loot cart. I'm just letting that sit and use an elixir heavy army so that it deletes as much from storage as possible so that I can get a bunch of elixir to then that'll go into the season bank. Well, that's cool. That's, that's great for elixir, except when everything was 99% discounted, that meant those elixir heavy armies didn't cost very much. So it wasn't filling up the season bank. And then, how do you do that with gold? In the past, what I have done is I would, I would have all of my siege machine training slots, because the siege machines take gold, right? I'd have all of those filled up. I'd do a raid. So then, after the raid, my storages would be full. And then I would, while the storages are full, I would delete all of the siege machines, because, you know, you get a a discount on or you get a rebate on any of the ones that are in queue that you delete so by having this full storage that prevented that discount from going in there delete all the siege machines and then train up six more put six more into queue so that it would take that out of storage so that i have a little bit of space in my gold storage so that when i go do another raid i'm able to use whatever was taken out of that to fill up my season bank well when the siege machines are 99 percent off and that's the only way that you can get rid of gold when you're completely maxed. Uh, that meant that there wasn't very much gold for me to actually put into the season bank. So this 99% event, yeah, it was cool, but it hurt me specifically simply because I wasn't able to completely fill my season bank before the season ended. Not really a big deal, but it was just one of those things that kind of hit. I was like, oh, shoot, how am I going to do this? I'm going to be missing some loot. So I'm going to start slightly disadvantaged to the rest of you max town hall 14s who were able to fill up your season bank because i was down there chasing after that achievement and wasn't able to actually get it so we'll try again after i get to max after this next update now what did i say this bugs with the all the bugs that i'm seeing having to do with getting to the end of the update well here's Here's something that I don't know that a ton of people have put together. I saw it mentioned on Reddit. I think it was in the Clash of Clans leaks Reddit, not the Clash of Clans Reddit. But folks were talking about, okay, update, and then we see that the Clash Mania event got extended. So does that mean that the update got delayed? Clash of Clans never you know, really puts out when the update's coming, right? We kind of guess on when it's going to be, but they have not said the winter 
2021, even though it's technically still autumn or spring if you're in the Southern Hemisphere. Hey, shout out to you guys in Australia. Um, they've never put out a date, right? So there's nothing to delay officially on the public side of things. But somebody pointed out that there was actually some recent political things and regulatory things going on in China that may have impacted Clash of Clans. Clash of Clans is owned by Tencent. Tencent owns a majority share of Supercell Oi, which is the, the name under which Supercell and in Clash of Clans operates. So Tencent has a majority shareholder in Supercell, thus Clash of Clans. Tencent is undergoing some investigations in China because some, they say that some of their apps are violating privacy laws in China. The Chinese government, the Ministry of Industry and Information Technology, put an injunction against Tencent to say you are not allowed to release any new apps or any updates to your existing apps until the end of 2021. Or they can submit updates to this regulatory review panel that they say can take up to a week to do the reviewing of the app updates to make sure that the updates are in compliance with these privacy laws that they say that Tencent has violated with some of their apps. Now, Tencent is a mega mobile gaming corporation. They have their own games. Uh, so PUBG Mobile is one of the games that is done from Tencent and Krafton Studios. And it's a, it's a massive game, right? They also own Riot Games, which in the mobile community, that would be Valorant and League of Legends. And they own Epic Games. So that's Fortnite and Fortnite Mobile, right? And then they own Supercell. So uh, Clash of Clans, Brawl Stars, uh, all those other games that, that they do out there, Clash Royale. And those other things that, that I can't play yet because they haven't been released from beta yet and they're only available in beta <sighs> not in the United States. We talked about that last episode, right? And hey, thanks to uh, Tribe of Judah, I heard you say that you, you kind of are under the same mindset as me, that you're not looking forward to seeing the content on these games that we can't play. I'm glad that they're doing beta tests to make sure that the games work. I, I said that last episode, but I hope that these beta tests don't go on forever uh, or I'm just not going to be watching the content creators making the games because, you know, I'm jealous. Yes, I said it. I'm jealous. So, Back to these injunctions against Tencent, if they have to submit all of their app updates to this compliancy board to get reviewed for privacy laws, is and they say that that can take up to a week, is that why there is this perceived notion that the Clash of Clans winter update got delayed by a week? And the, the perception on that is simply because we saw the Clash Mania event get extended. Supercell and Clash of Clans have not actually come out and said anything about it. I've not seen any tweets. I've not seen anything in the news about whether or not Supercell, because Supercell is based in Finland, whether they were caught up in part of this because their, you know, th their parent company has these injunctions in China. Now, did the Chinese Ministry of Industry and Information Technology include any subsidiaries in that and say that you cannot release any updates into the Chinese app stores? Well, if that's what it was, they could still release the updates outside of China, but now you've got two different versions going on, and China does have a massive, massive share in the Clash of Clans user base. So 
again, I've not seen Supercell say anything about that officially being why they have delayed anything or even if they did delay anything. And I don't think it would be smart for them to, to actually officially acknowledge any of that because then that's going to shift blame onto these r regulatory folks and you know what if if i'm getting if i'm one of those regulators who's getting blamed for all these people being upset is that really going to make me want to put that games app update at the top of my pile maybe not again this is completely conjecture but i'm just trying to piece this together and say you know give supercell a little bit of leeway on why things maybe were perceived as being delayed a bit it could be out of their control and they probably as a game based in finland don't really want to get involved in international politics of policy going on in china so let's let's just give them a little bit of leeway on the things that are going on over there hopefully we will see this update soon we did today we saw in game there's a link to the supercell blog they tweeted about it that there's going to be a ton of price reductions in the next update we saw i think um itsu might have actually released his video on it a little bit early saw some people in the leaks discord that were chatting about it and then uh, i saw clash bashing release a video i haven't actually had the chance to sit down and, and watch his video yet because it came out after i started working but I know that there's some of the content creators who have already put some stuff out about what these cost reductions are going to be. And I think we all expect this, right? That part one of the updates after a new town hall is going to be cost reduction at the lower town hall levels. Uh, I know that that's, that's just how it works. And Call Me T is already, you know, he's been calling it for a while saying, hey, when, when are we going to have these cost reductions? And boom, here it is. So T, we're, right, we're going to say that it was you. You are the one who got Supercell to do that. I want you guys to take a look into the Clash Tips analytics, and I bet you've got somebody in Finland listening. OU's going to say it's him, but I'm pretty sure that it's Ano, and he's watching everything that Call Me T is doing, and that's where the game lead is now getting all the ideas. Ideas. It's from Call Me T. That, that's it. It's not just OU who's listening from Finland. I, and OU, if you're listening to mine, don't don't go and correct that. Just, just let them believe that Ano is listening to the Clash Tips podcast. If you aren't listening to the Clash Tips podcast, go check them out, guys. They've got some great technical info. I love listening to those two banter back and forth between Tip Dog 20 and Call Me T and the ideas and the way that the technical mind of the things work there. So I, I don't know. I've shouted those guys out how many episodes in a row. Should this be the last one? No, never. I'm always going to shout out my buddies over there and Clash on the Potty, uh, Tribes of, Tribe of Judah, Proverbs 31. Thank you guys for having some great content. Loved the latest episode with those little kids in there. I love hearing those reactions that the kids have to the hero skins. And it's just it's just awesome hearing those little voices come through my headphones. Uh, it, it puts a smile on my face. So make sure you're listening to Clash on the Potty also. All right, so what else we got going on, guys? Um, something else that we've seen is everybody posting their Spotify wrapped stuff, right? Now, I'm not, I don't use Spotify. I'm, I'm an Apple Music we have Apple Music in our family. Uh, we've been subscribed to that for a while, so I don't I don't really use Spotify much. So my Spotify wrapped for my personal listening stuff adds like nothing on it. I will log into Spotify to grab the Spotify link for my podcast so that I can include that when I'm sending out my tweets about the latest episode or my, my announcements in the Discord server. And 
that's really the only time that I log into Spotify to listen to anything. However, they did have Spotify wrapped for podcasters, which gave me some of the analytics because Spotify owns Anchor. Anchor is what I use for distributing my podcast. Thank you, Anchor, for making this so, so easy. And I was, I, I, I loved it. I, I think I tweeted what my Spotify wrapped was and found out some cool things about what was going on. Apparently, there's people from 14 countries who are listening to Clashing in Traffic, which is awesome. Uh, my top five countries, USA, I would expect that, right? I would expect USA to be number one because, well, that's where I am. That's where a lot of my clan members are that listen to me, so that makes sense. Canada? Canada was up there? Wow. Uh, well, there's there's like a whole ton of people from the Clash Files family that are from Canada, so thank you to there. And we have several folks within Knights of Zion that are from Canada, Benjo being one of them. Whether he's listening to each and every episode, don't know, but uh, that's where some of those Canadians come from. And then Australia. We've known, you know, we've got the guys from Australia who are who are active in the Discord. So shout out to those guys. The two that, that kind of surprised me as being my next two in the top five are Switzerland. Guys, who from Switzerland is listening? Are you in the Discord? Please, please let me know. I would love to hear it. And then New Zealand. New Zealand being number five, rounding out the top five of the countries who are listening to Clashing in Traffic. I've got a, some little bit of a special connection with New Zealand. I've always, I've always loved that country. There's a lot of hilarious content coming out on YouTube from New Zealand. If anybody listens to v or watches Viva La Dirt League, I think they're absolutely hilarious what they're doing over there. And when I was in the army, when I was deployed into Afghanistan. We actually had the New Zealand Special Forces who were there with us on our base. And I got to become friends with one of the guys there. I, I wish I could remember the guy's real name. All he, he went by his call sign, and his call sign was Lofty. Lofty, right? Like being up in the air. And the guy couldn't have been five feet tall. And he was just absolutely hysterical. Uh, we loved hanging out with the New Zealand Special Forces guys that were there with us, uh, that were doing missions alongside our Special Forces units. And it's just been fun. So I don't know who's listening to me from New Zealand, but hey, welcome to the family. Speak up in Discord and let me know who it is. And let me know if you know Lofty. He would have, you know, I, I wish I knew what his real name was. Wish I did, but we had a we had a blast hanging out with those guys oh so many years ago when we were in Afghanistan together, and I hope that that they're all doing well. So thank you to everybody who's been listening. It was neat to see the analytics from that, and I just I appreciated everything that that, that you guys in the community have been along with. I've done oh I think this is episode thirty six now. There's been a, several of you who've been around since the beginning, and I I just I love it. I love this community that we've got going on. So thank you so much for being along, literally for the ride. Except today, there's no ride today. We're just sitting at the office, well the home office that is. <laughs> now I need to get into some of these questions, right? We've we've kind of rambled about where we, what we're doing with CWL uh, Jericho Rising. I forgot to mention this, guys. We are currently we're in first place in the league. We've won the first three days. Uh, first first war was 31-24, and we had a missed attack because of people being sick and, and being knocked out in bed. Uh, so those things are happening this time of year, right? Everybody's getting sick. Second war, we won 39-24, to and third war, we won 34-31. to uh, We're currently, let's see, we're facing off against the fifth place team, and we're in the lead right now, and I, I expect that we're going to win that. 
the second place team, we have one mutual competitor that we've had so far. The clan that we beat 39 to 24, they beat 36 to 23. So I think that means we're going to have a little bit of an advantage when we face off against those guys later on in the week. So we should finish out this CWL in first place in Master 1 and get Jericho Rising promoted back up to Champions 3. And again, I cannot log in to my account that's in Eden's Edge right now to see how everything's going on in there. Uh, and hopefully, again, hopefully we'll get these things fixed. I know that I just saw some stuff come through on Discord that a couple people are stuck logged into their mini accounts. Uh, Parker's stuck logged into his rushed account. Yeah, this absolutely sucks. Binjo says he's stuck and might miss a war hit uh, because of timing and things. Wow, I sure hope Supercell's able to get this thing fixed. However, like we said, I don't know, is that going to be a patch? It's going to be a server thing on the back end that they'd have to submit to get reviewed? Who knows? But let's go on to these questions. I've had some questions brewing here in the Discord server for a little bit, and now we want to try to get to them. Darth Yoda says, probably, probably been asked before, so I apologize in advance, but how did you come up with the idea to do the podcast on the way to work? Well, Darth Yoda, I don't really know. Um, there was a guy, oh golly, what was that old podcast name? It was Coach was his name. Was it Drive Time Clash? I I don't I didn't listen to that podcast. I knew nothing about that. But there was there was an old Clash of Clans podcast where there was somebody who was driving, right? It was his drive time and he, he did his monologue from that. And I seriously, I did not listen to that podcast, didn't know anything about it until I had released oh probably two or three episodes and I saw somebody over in the Clash Files family mention Coach and that podcast. And I was like, oh, this was not an original idea. Okay, my bad, sorry. But it really came because my friends who get mentioned in the, the sponsored segment intro every week, uh, Tri Tribe of Judah in Proverbs 31 had been doing a podcast. Dynamite had been doing a podcast. Uh, Drake had been doing a podcast. And these are all guys that I'd clashed with for a while. Uh, Marshman was doing a podcast. And... We had all been in the same clan for quite some time, so it was just this joke that, hey, who's going to be the next one to, to do a podcast? I don't know if my name ever got mentioned or not in this joke, but I, I had some free time one week, and the rest of my family was all off uh, on vacation. I was kind of working from home and, and going in back and forth. We do this annual thing every year where we, we rent a beach house with some friends of ours that's in the, the town. It's We live in a beach town, but we'll rent a big, giant house in early spring it's before the season starts we'll all go hang out down there the kids the moms all stay there the dads we continue working we don't actually take a bunch of vacation time since we're doing this staycation thing regardless that's that that's kind of irrelevant to the story but i had some extra time and i was thinking about these podcast things and i was about to go drive to my office and i would typically be listening to music i for a long time was was heavily involved with some of the local radio shows that were here I'd be one of those guys that would call into the radio shows I wasn't uh, I've, I've always been intrigued by potentially doing radio kind of work I love music I was a, a worship leader for several years uh, leading the, the music at our church and being involved in a lot of the the shows that would come to town I've helped do load in for concerts whatever but I would I just got interested in that got connected with the manager at one of the local radio stations and would, would call in and, and do some things with them well, my office got moved 
to a different location, which increased my commute time, and it also meant that I could not actually pick up the radio signal from this little tiny local radio station on my entire commute. So now I was left with this void of what do I listen to? That's when I started picking up some podcasts, was, well, I've got this long commute, I could be streaming music, or I could be listening to some other things, so I started, you know, listening to a couple podcasts, and I, I, I don't know, I just got this idea of like, well, everybody else is doing this, I could do that, and it would give me something to do while I was on this long commute. So it really was just some idea that came out of nowhere, and it's, it's been an interesting ride, guys. It, it really has. I, I don't know that I have thoroughly enjoyed every single monologue-type podcast out there, so I wasn't sure if people would like this, but it's, it's been interesting. I've, I've had decent feedback, and there's been some negative feedback. There's been some positive feedback, but I've, you know, it gives me something to do on these long rides, so that's where that came from. The next question. Wow, this is a long one. I don't know how I'm going to get to all of this, but good cop, bad cop. We've had some discussions in, well, our Discord and Clash on the Potty and then over in uh, the Clash Tips Discord. We've had some long discussions about things. So this is, this is a long ruminating thing. He actually submitted this question on November 28th and then sent a follow-on to that question on November 29th. Here we go, guys. Sit back, relax. This is going to take a little bit to read. This is from Good Cop, Bad Cop. Does Clash of Clans need a pro mode? In my humble opinion, Supercell's desire to establish Clash of Clans as an eSport is creating problems for everyone. The pros find the game too easy whilst we struggle. Supercell seems to be giving more weight than ever to the advice it gets from the elite players. They now use experts to test instead of doing it in-house. As a consequence, the game has become less fun. They cannot afford to introduce game-breaking troops because the pros would be up in arms. So essentially, the top, what, 100 or so players in the world are adversely affecting the experience of the other few million clashers. This is madness. The obvious solution is a pro mode with a significantly harder balance. This would be available to everyone in friendly wars and friendly challenges. They could design a special arena to differentiate between regular and pro mode and add prestige to the latter. This would help aspiring pros to test themselves and show the rest of us what we really are that we really are playing a different game. Then we could get back to the days of ridiculously OP troops and, you know, maybe have some fun with the game again. Am I wrong? I'm keeping this brief, but if you want more, I'll be able to post again soon. And then this is the follow-on question. I'm still salty that we are no longer able to zap a clan castle because of YouTubers whining on behalf of the pros. This was an expensive exploit that was only powerful on a particular type of layout and was essentially resolved through base building. Instead, Supercell chose to cancel an entire strategy. How the tail wags the dog. And that is the end of Good Cop, Bad Cop's question. Um, do I think that Clash of Clans needs a pro mode? If I'm being honest, no, I don't think so. I like that I'm playing the same game as the pros. It gives me something to shoot for. And no, not every single pro is tripling every single time. Though offense is quite a bit more overpowered than defense, we're not seeing 100% triple rates. And yes, the triple rates of the pros is much higher than mine. Way higher than mine. I have an 
abysmal, abysmal hit rate. But, you know, that's neither here nor, well, maybe it is here, then, regardless. But I like the fact that I'm playing the same exact game as the guys who I'm seeing in these world championships, right? There's no difference in the game itself. So when I do something good, when I do finally get that triple, it, it really makes me feel good. Like, hey, I did something just like one of the pros did. Now, I play other games that have ranked lobbies, right? I mentioned PUBG Mobile earlier. I, I love PUBG Mobile. I, I got hooked on it season one. Uh, Powerbang had been playing Clash of Clans, moved over to PUBG Mobile. My old buddy, Cleric Dragoon, had, had done the same thing, started playing it up. There was a lot of Clash of Clans players and, and content creators who moved over and whether they stopped doing Clash of Clans and picked up PUBG Mobile or did a little bit of both. I love the game. Uh, I'm not very good at it. I'm a complete and total potato, and I end up in a lot of bot lobbies. But when I'm in those bot lobbies and I'm ranking up, oh, a 10, 15, 20 kill game, I know that it is not nearly the same as when I'm watching the guys who are in Conqueror and they're dropping 20 bomb games. Because the competition is completely different. That really is an easy mode, right? And it's, it's not quite as fun when I'm out there shooting at bots is when I'm really ranked up finally and I'm playing against players of, of similar skill levels to me. You can tell a difference. And even when I'm playing against players of similar skill level to me, I know that it is not anywhere close to what the pros are playing. Now, there's times when I will play with some friends who really are at a lot better level and I get into some of those ace and conqueror lobbies and I get completely owned and it shows me that yep I suck but I don't I don't think Clash of Clans really needs that because the ranking systems kind of even things out right you're gonna get matched in CWL against clans of similar skill of similar weight and that's the way that CWL ranking is, is geared. Now, it does mean that on regular wars, random wars, you could get, you could potentially get matched up against a pro clan. Now, I have found that through some of the folks that I play with who do league stuff, a lot of the league clans aren't doing random wars. They're only doing friendly wars. They're only doing arranged things. So our chances of getting pit against a pro-level clan in a random war is, is kind of low. But I like that we have the same game with the same things at the same levels that the pros are using because it, it gives me something to aim for. If there was if there was a pro mode, how would that work? Do you do you buff defense? Well now my my base builders are gonna be happy about that on the pro side. Or do you do you buff offense? I don't I don't know how that would really work. So I enjoy where we're at. I enjoy that I've got the same things. And if I get bored with my Town Hall 14 that's max, and I'm like, I've hit a wall, I can't compete at any higher level, well, that's when I switch over to my Town Hall 11. And I just go in wreck bases with Zapwitch just so that I can feel good about myself, right, by being able to actually triple something. Uh, except just the other day, I finally hit the button on my Town Hall 11 to take it to Town Hall 12. So heads up to all of the new recruits who could be applying to Eden's Edge because my slow play account that has been Town Hall 11 is now going to Town Hall 12. 
if you want to apply to Eden's Edge, you have to be a Max Town Hall 11 now. We're not going to be taking any new Town Hall 11s. We're going to be moving towards only having Town Hall 12 and up. So if you're one of those guys who wants to apply, get to work on it, guys. Get to work on it. Uh, so yeah, good cop, bad cop. I, I see where you're coming from, and I know that I've heard some other people kind of complain about the same thing, but in my mind, I enjoy ha playing the exact same game that the pros are playing. That it's It's kind of... It's kind of fun for me, and I always find fun ways to play the game uh, regardless of whether or not I'm competing at the highest level. Now, as far as your comment about zapping out the clan castle, that never made sense to me. Unless we go way back to the beginning of Clash when you were able to zap out or lightning out storages, that would have made sense at the time. But once they made it to where storages had shields on them and the town hall when it became a storage had a shield on it that protected it from lightning i never understood why the clan castle that was also then a storage could be zapped so i thought that that was a fix that something that was overlooked uh, it was op and i don't think it was something that should have been available anyway that seriously defeated the whole point of, of guarding that clan castle, burying it, burying it in the base so that it you know, takes a little bit to lure stuff out. I didn't like when that happened, when they finally figured out that reducing the size of the lightning spell would then allow people to zap out the clan castle that should have been protected as soon as the storages all got their, um, their shield from lightning. So, I don't know. I... I, I was kind of a fan that that got changed. It and it sucked. I remember the day that that happened. The we had we were in a war. Then the update came out that changed that, and there were people that already had their war hits trained up and went to zap out that CC, and it didn't. And man, that screwed up people for not paying attention to the patch notes. So that goes into yet another thing, guys. When there's an update, make sure you read those patch notes so that you know whether or not that attack that you're about to use is, is going to do anything. I, I'm pretty sure that the next update is going to come out after CWL is over, so we don't have to worry about that messing up CWL hits. But the update has come in the middle of CWL in the past, so just, you know, make sure you're paying attention to those things in the future. Now, Tribe of Judah, <laughs> he says, why do you have so many stinking Christmas trees, and how much is your electric bill? LOL. Uh, <laughs> I mentioned that we have... Oh, let's see, five Christmas trees right now. I have a Christmas tree that sits behind me in my home office. Uh, I love this this room that I'm in. It is our, our music room. Uh, it's the back room of the house. Got the fireplace, got my desk. I got my musical instruments all around me. Piano, guitars, uh, cajones, some other percussion things. And I've got a, a Christmas tree sitting in the corner next to my piano. My dog loves to lay under that Christmas tree when there's this beam of sunlight that's coming through the back window, the, the door that has a window in it. And she loves to sun herself. She's sitting there right now as I'm talking. Uh, and now she's looking at me with a funny face because she knows that I'm talking about her. Uh, but we've got one there. We have a Christmas tree in the living room. Uh, we have a Christmas tree in the dining room. My daughter has a Christmas tree in her room. And we have one in the master bedroom also. Now there's a couple... So those are the five main Christmas trees. And then there's a couple other ones that sit on, like, the, there's one on the counter next to my espresso machine in the kitchen. But it's, you know, it's like a foot and a half tall. There's one on the counter in the downstairs bathroom. But again, it's like a foot and a half tall. Why do we have so many? 
because we can. <laughs> we love we love Christmas. We love the joyful time of Christmas. We love the pretty lights. We love just the way that things look. And we decided long ago to just go all out. My grandmother is the one who started that. My grandmother loved the same thing. She loved Christmas. She loved having all of the family together for that time. And she wanted her home no matter where you were sitting. Because when we would have all of the cousins, my grandparents and then the next generation down, their kids, and even some of the cousins at, at that generation, they would all hang out together. The grandkids, there would be the older grandkids, the, bo- the older teenager grandkids, the boys and girls, we would all hang out together and do whatever. The younger cousins, the boys would go to one place, the girls would go to another place, and my grandmother wanted it to where whatever room you were in during Christmas time, you would be reminded that doggone it, it's Christmas, it's a joyful time, and we are celebrating. And she did this, she had this big old farmhouse sat up on the top of the hill. They lived a couple doors up from us. Their front entryway was this massive grand entrance. You would come in and there was this staircase that had several landings that went all the way around. It wasn't a spiral staircase. It was one of those open staircases to where it, it started on one side, made a couple turns and ended up on this giant landing at the top that, you know, had the railing that looked down. So the ceiling in this entryway was probably 20 feet tall. And my grandfather, my grandmother had always said that she's, I wanted a Christmas tree that was going to be this big grand thing. When they moved into this house, she saw that. And that was one of the things that sold her on it. My grandfather went out and found a tree that he could put up there. My grandfather was a co-owner. He and his brother owned their father's business that was in construction. My grandfather would literally put up scaffolding in his house, put up this ginormous Christmas tree that would go from floor to ceiling in this 20-foot entryway and have it fully decorated. And that just was this, it was just such this showpiece that I fell in love with it. I took my wife at one point when we were in high school and had begun dating, I showed her that house, and she loved it too. And that's just the vibe that we wanted to put forth in our home at Christmas. So, yeah, every year when, you know, one of the Christmas trees would kind of start to be like, okay, we want something a little bit better as we we moved from house to house, apartment to apartment when we were younger. We'd pick up a Christmas tree, put it in there. Okay, that was a little too small for the next place we were at, so we get something bigger. And we just stored those ones in storage, and then we started bringing them out. When we got this house many years ago, we just started decorating. Every single room in the house would have a Christmas tree. We've got decorations up all over the place, and we love it. Uh, that that's that's why we just love this time of year. Love having the decorations up. What's my electricity bill? Um, yeah, it might be a little bit, a little bit outrageous, but that's not just because the Christmas lights don't really pull a whole lot, but the, the pull pump and the other things we've got going on, those do. Uh, so that, that's it. That's it. Proverbs. Proverbs was the one that asked that. That was tribe of Judah. Now, James 24, James 24 asks, how many viewers do you get on average on every podcast episode? So the podcast analytics aren't exactly like YouTube or Twitch where we get, where we get analytics of every single play, every single stream, because podcasts get distributed to a ton of different providers. There's some people who are listening to me on Apple Music, some who are listening on Spotify, some who are listening on Google Podcasts. It's all over the place. So it's a little bit difficult to get exact numbers. So I don't know exactly. Now, what I do know is that my analytics tell me that I get 
oh, I think there's about 75 followers. What what exactly all that means? Uh, you know, I don't know. I really don't care. The ones that are that I know that are in the in the Discord, that's really what I'm listening to. Uh, those are the folks that I'm interacting with, right? So yeah, I have an estimated audience of 75, and I get between 75 and 125 listens on every episode. Is that good? Is that bad? I have no idea. I don't see the analytics of the other podcasts. And I don't know that we need to compare those, right? Uh, because half of mine could be my my clanmates who are listening to it over and over again because, well, they're just crazy uh, gluttons for punishment. Who knows? So th that, that's not really why we're doing it. I'm just doing it because, you know, we have fun. And, and that's why we're out there. But that's that's about, I think what we have and then uh, finally last question comes comes from buzz the stinger how come it takes 18 days for a builder to make an archer tower a little bit better but if your whole village gets destroyed it takes like two seconds to build the whole thing back well i mean that's explained in the tutorial man when those when those wizards come in the first time you get attacked it says that there's magical ley lines that run underneath your village that will magically repair everything when it's destroyed. Um, why don't those magical ley lines work for new buildings? You know, I've got no flippin' idea. Come on, man. What What is going on with that, Supercell? Can we tap these builders into these magical ley lines and, and make these things, you know, instantly upgrade? Oh, we can't, can we? Because then everybody would be max. They would have to, they would have to be coming out with new town halls, constantly just to keep people you know interested in the game and that would really shut slow things down um yeah so the reason is just so they can slow us down so that not everybody's max so that people stay interested and they don't have to constantly <laughs> have stuff coming out but if we're thinking at it you know let's put ourselves immersively into the game it makes absolutely no sense why something takes forever to get built the first time or to get upgraded to get a little better but if it gets destroyed it just magically reappears i don't know there's other games out there that i played before clash of clans where when your stuff was destroyed it it really was destroyed you had to spend loot again to rebuild stuff so the first time i got attacked in clash of clans i, I was like oh no what just happened am am i screwed because i'm gonna have to come up with all this loot again thankfully those magical ley lines that run under the under the villages keep us uh keep us repaired so that that's where that is but thank you so much for the questions uh to darth yoda good cop bad cop good cop bad cop again tribe of judah james 24 and buzz the stinger thank you guys for so many questions if anybody else has questions please please post them up there in the questions for catfish section of the discord server uh, there's a link to the discord server in my podcast description now, what do we have coming up, guys? Uh, we're going to have CWL ending here in a few days. Hopefully, everybody ends up winning if you wanted to win or staying at least where you're at if you wanted to stay where you're at. I, I will likely not be recording an episode next week. Uh, if it, I'm sorry if, if you're looking forward to that, but um, like I said, we've got some, some personal family things that we have to deal with, and I'll be up there in Northeast Ohio taking care of some of my family and and hopefully i'll have some fun when i get to go to the browns game and they don't get utterly demolished by the ravens at home I hate the ravens but anyway that's 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 for another time and uh 
and then I'll be driving back and forth uh, trying to help out my mother-in-law as she transitions to this her new normal. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for joining me as I sit here at my desk over my lunch hour. I hope that, uh, that this, you know, was, was informative and that at least scratches the itch of getting some more content out there. We have, uh-oh, I probably have another phone call coming in about my extended warranty. So I'm going to have to take this, guys, and, and see what's going on with my car's extended warranty. In the meantime, I hope that everybody stays safe and has some fun while you're out there playing in traffic. Bye for now. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Make the Yuletide gay. From now on, our troubles will be miles away. Here we are as in olden days, happy golden days of yore. Faithful friends who are dear to us, gather near to us once more. Through the years, we all will be together, if the Lord allows. Hang a shining star upon the highest bough, and have yourself a merry little Christmas. Have yourself. A merry little Christmas. Have yourself a merry little Christmas now. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs>